welcome to Letters to Our Yesterday, a podcast inspired by extraordinary women. I believe that one of the greatest strengths women have are each other. We often support, guide, encourage and inspire each other. Throughout this series, I'll be speaking to many incredible women about their life journey and together we will explore what advice they would give their younger self. Dominika Ferenz is the writer and director of the incredible documentary The Ever-Changing Woman. The film is a collection of stories from women at various stages of their life and examines the development of the female identity, especially as related to changes in the body from childhood to old age. I absolutely love the title of your documentary, Ever-Changing Woman. It's such a brilliant title. Can you tell me a little bit about what inspired you to create this film? When I became a mother, um, I felt a lot of very unexpected emotions. Mm -hmm. I suddenly not only was dealing with a change in my identity and how I and my relationship to my body, I felt an incredible, overwhelming sense of love yeah. for my kids, or for my, for my daughter, my yeah. first daughter, my second <laughs> daughter. Um, but it was, there was just so much emotion, and it was mm. all tied up. And it took me a few years to kind of <clears throat> unravel what had yeah. happened when I gave birth. And I thought, I really, like, I heard all about... You know the physical changes that occur when you become a mother I heard all about all these things um, but I never heard about the emotional the kind of the deeply psychological changes that occur so I started kind of reading up about it it was a really good book um, by Rachel Power on um, motherhood and creativity mm-hmm. and how um, women who are artists are impacted by motherhood and how they try and make that work but that, I found that very profound and that was mm. also quite practical because I am in the arts so yeah. that was that was really good to read but I thought there's nothing really out there yeah so I thought being a filmmaker I thought oh maybe I should just do a film about motherhood and how it's yeah. changes women and how it profoundly you know, it changes your relationship to yourself but mm. to society and how a woman sees herself in society and feels herself to be in society. It's just, yeah. it's so different because as soon as you become a mother, people treat you differently. There's suddenly That's all so these true. expectations. I have thought about it that way before. Like I've thought about how you said you feel so differently yourself. Mm. But yeah, you do. You're suddenly a different person. Yeah. And you're always going to keep being that different person. Yes. Through the different phases of your children's lives. So I used to always yeah. be just very introverted, kept to myself Mm. before I had children. I was just my own person and, you know, didn't kind of, um, didn't feel like, you know, I was out there in public. I was just my own kind of anonymous person. But as soon as I became pregnant, I started showing, suddenly everyone around me was like responding to me. And I was like, you know, I was, you know, smiling, talking, and I was like, what, this is such a weird shift. (laughs) This suddenly became... 
a public person, you know? Yeah. Like everyone's curious, how far along are you? That's right, you everyone's having, yeah. giving you advice. Yeah. I was like, this is just so bizarre. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went out after I'd given birth. So mm. obviously I didn't have the belly and I was just walking around Westfield and I had this expectation still of people like would be looking at me and talking yeah. to me because I kind of got used to it over the night yeah. once. Yeah. And I was back to being like yeah. a nobody again, you know, and I was like, oh, it's such a shift. <laughs> so I was kind of dealing with all these kind of strange things yeah. that were occurring. But also, um, when you become a mum, people just treat you differently. Yeah. There's suddenly all these expectations, mm. you know, you can't do this, you can do this. Um, a lot of judgment starts A lot of judgment. And yeah. you, you kind of get thrown into this mm. and you're just learning as you go. And your people like telling you, why are you doing this? Don't do that. Have you thought about this? And it can be just so overwhelming. Yeah. So it was really like um, a huge change for me to be yeah. suddenly um, seen and treated in a very different way to what I felt myself to be yeah. inside. I, yeah. I was still the same person, but suddenly everyone around me was responding to me differently yes. and treating me differently. And I had to live up to their expectations, mm. whereas I never had that when I was just my mm. own person growing up for 30 odd years. So um, I was interested in that change a lot. Mm. Um, sorry, what, what was your question initially? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tracking to it. What was your inspiration for creating the film? And so, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> that kind of sparked it. So, that yeah. sparked that kind of interest in me because mm. I'm a filmmaker, that's how I like to explore yeah. issues <clears throat> through. Um, so you learn about yourself through your filmmaking as well, do you think? Definitely, there yeah. is an element of that mm. because um, one of my previous films was about migrants and migration okay. yeah. and the impact. It was just a short documentary, but yeah. I'm a migrant. I came from Poland yeah. um, when I was seven. So talking to other people and their experiences yeah. kind of helped me think about my journey in a different yeah. light yeah. and to see that we all go through similar stages mm. of kind of grief and yeah. then assimilation and then acceptance yeah. things like that so that's kind of that that was quite yeah. personal for me and yeah. so I guess they always say you know if you're a writer write about what you yes. know and you know yeah <laughs> filmmaker as well you know I because you're exploring your own feelings and understanding them exactly the but it also sounds like you're really interested in connection like what connects us as humans yes so when you said the documentary about the migrants and people are going through so many similar experiences yeah. and now making a film about women and what changes throughout our lifespan yeah but also what connects us yes so actually that was going to be one of my questions later but i'll ask it <laughs> yeah. now what do you think what could you see as that um i guess like that universal connection between women what was similar mm -hmm. no matter what their age was do you mm -hmm. think did anything stand out in your interviews well, yeah, so I mean, just to backtrack a little bit, mm. um, so the initial idea was to make a film about motherhood, but when yeah. I started going deeper into it, I started to see that those kind of dramatic changes occur a few times yeah. in a woman's life. So yeah. it suddenly became a story of womanhood from mm -hmm. birth to death, not just that one little section, because yeah. you know, motherhood is probably the most dramatic change. Mm. Um, there's still quite a lot of change when you become a teenager, go through puberty, your body changes dramatically in a short amount of time, and your mind changes, and then as you become a woman, also huge changes. Yeah. 
and then menopause, which yeah. I don't think I personally don't know very much about still. But I just think it's never discussed. Yeah. And if it's discussed, yeah. it's always like, oh. It's a real negative. Exactly. Mm. It's just horrendous. Yeah. You know, I don't want to talk about it. Or it's mm. just something you kind of like, you bear and yeah. you don't want to talk about it at all. That's so true. I don't think I've ever heard anything <laughs> positive, to be honest. Well, I've had really positive interviews with certain women. That's why I want to watch your film. <laughs> see all these different stages yeah so I just thought well that's something that I, I would personally like to find yeah. out about because I've been through yeah. the other stages but what's what's ahead yeah. and I find that there's such a lack of women's stories women who are you know 40 plus yeah they're just not in the media they don't have a voice they're not really yeah. visible and if they are they're just this kind of generic yeah. granny who wears a cardigan and yeah you know has has no personality yeah, they're just I this kind of stereotype you. yeah so much i think that we so often skim over older people mm. but they're actually the most fascinating members of our society because they've seen everything yes they've, they know so much more than us yeah and i think we forget that yeah, yeah. i think it's also more prevalent in our culture because mm. if you look at the asian countries yeah. they really revere the mm. elders and That's very true they look forward to getting older and wiser yeah. Yeah. And then when the older and wiser people speak, they listen. Yeah. You know, so, so much respect. Yeah. There's a lot of that. So, so personally, I was interested in that. And I was interested mm. in that whole journey of what women have to face. And yeah. then I just, I started thinking about how a woman's identity is ever changing. Yeah. And to interview women from all walks of life, mm. from different experiences, different ages, to see how they basically manage the transitions because yeah. I really feel like a woman's life is just a constant, ever-flowing, ever-changing transition. And some transitions are easy and some are hard. Yeah. And how do we stay true to what's mm. at the core of us, to what's essential to who we are, to our yeah. identities through all those changes? Mm. Um, and that's, I think that's still a difficult and a complex yeah. question to answer, I think. Yeah. Um, some women are fantastic at it. Mm -hmm. um, so some women... thrive with the change. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And they have those skills to be able to negotiate their paths. And some women just get lost mm. in that process. And they don't maybe know how to regain that self yeah. as they get older. And... I've spoken to a woman who does this beautiful um, cycle of life, mm -hmm. childhood to yeah. maidenhood, and there's a few extra stages mm -hmm. in there. So um, you go through like the motherhood phase, and then you go into um, the power years, the Amazonian woman. Who yeah. so as soon as your kids get a little bit older, you you mm -hmm. come into your power, yeah. and it's before you get to be as they call it, the old mm. crone, which, you know, is a very negative connotation. <laughs> they're, they're trying to reclaim yeah. that word. The old yeah. crone is the wise woman who's lived yeah. her life and now she's there to pass on her wisdom. Yeah. And it's a very complete cycle. Mm. And if you don't do one part well or if you don't deal with the things that come up in that mm. stage of your life, then you will not be able to deal with the next parts. Yeah. You won't thrive because... Yeah. There are certain parts that you need to do at certain times of your life. So to keep moving, yeah. Exactly. So mm -hmm. that can lead to a lot of older women being depressed yeah. because when they're in their 
years of power. They don't actually take advantage yeah. of those years. They don't. They're not aware that they can do this now, yeah. and this is their time. Yeah. Once the kids are old enough, this is their time to yeah. make a mark, to do whatever it is in their soul that they yeah. want to do. So they um, they get caught do you up. Think some women have fear in that. Totally. I mean, it's so different. They're totally. so used to looking after yes. children if they're a mum. Yes. And then suddenly they've got that freedom. Yes. They don't know what to do with it. But also I don't think women know. Then mm. there's not a consciousness around it that yeah. um you know, if if you're privileged and you you have enough wealth or whatever and you're yeah. able to make that transition from having kids to then taking on a career or yeah. pursuing a passion then great but a lot of women aren't and I think it, a lot of the time it is tied to money or yeah. whatever and women just don't have the resources to yeah. be able to pursue that but also I think there's not a consciousness or awareness of that that is yeah. them now for our taking yeah. and it's not out there in the culture you yeah. know saying you know in your, your 40s time. 50s yeah. 60s these are your power years make yeah. it happen now because if yeah. you don't make it happen then, yeah. in your 80s, you'll be depressed because you wouldn't have lived what you're here to live. You right? kind of skipped a stage. You skipped a stage yeah. or two. Yeah. yeah. So I wow. think um, it'd be so worthwhile for women to know that that's... Yeah. It's almost like a natural cycle, mm. a natural life cycle for women. Yeah. So through your your interviews have you noticed is there um a strength that some women seem to have that help them to transition better than others yes what what do you think that is so i'm always trying to get them to <laughs> articulate it because yeah. like if we can bottle this yes, this is the goal that's, the, that's, that's yeah. the answer to everything and yeah. i think um a lot of women are just you know born with like mm. stronger personalities so i'm I keep getting from them, you know, I just, I knew that wasn't for me. I knew that mm. path that, you know, I was shown or, you know, as a young child or as a young woman yeah. wasn't me and I just didn't want to follow it and I just did yeah. my own thing. So there's a certain inner strength in those women mm. that went to do whatever they wanted to do. They had that like natural drive kind they of. They had a natural mm. conviction and it wasn't easy for some of them. I mean, they still, you know they got thrown out of home or you know rejected by a family but there was just something in them and mm. knowing that <clears throat> that's not them yeah and um and I'm always like but tell me how you had the courage <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you had the courage yeah. to say no to that and and pursue that and they didn't all know that they wanted something yeah they weren't like all focused like oh I want to become this person they just yeah. knew what they didn't want to be okay. and who they weren't and they moved away from that and they were moving mm. away and making those steps yeah. and then in the process of moving away they discovered who they yeah. actually were so I think yeah. that's really important and I think you know personally as well like I grew up in a family where my dad was always like oh it's you know um it's really important to to think everything through and not act until you know exactly yeah. what you're doing and Very just safe. do it once. Mm. Um, and so I I would always stop myself from doing things until I knew exactly yeah. what I wanted to do. Mm. And that paralyzed me yeah. for large chunks of time throughout my life, you yeah. know, with different decisions. I was like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. Yeah. Um, and I found out that 
the thing is to just do something. I think that's the key. Just keep moving. Even if you make the wrong choice, you will know that that's the wrong choice. But just keep moving. Yeah. And and you will end up where you want to be. So sometimes it is just enough to know, I don't want that. I don't know what I want, but I just don't want that. Slowly move away. And you will find yourself. Yeah, because sometimes it is better to do the wrong thing than to do nothing. Exactly. At least you're learning. Exactly, because you know exactly when it's wrong. I completely agree. (laughs) I think there's nothing worse than just sitting still and being stuck. Yeah. And not doing anything. Because that, yeah, the frustration that causes is too much. (laughs) Because you just go around in your mind. You just Mm -hmm. do the loops over and over and you never actually get out of the loop until you do something. I totally agree. May as well try and fail and go back to the drawing board. (laughs) Totally. So have you had... um, what do you think your most memorable interview would be? Oh. Does one stand out? Because I can imagine you've interviewed so I've many in, well, amazing women. So far, I've done about forty interviews. Wow! Um, and I must say, a couple of women have come back mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yeah. And um, because they had more to say, we had, thought, some yeah. had more to say, and some mm-hmm. came back after like six months and said, "Oh." Yeah. I was just going through a weird phase then and, okay. you know, yeah. I want to say I'm a star now yeah. and um, totally different interview the second time. Wow. So yeah. depending on where they are in life, which is mm. also just proves my point. Like, That's you know, funny. you can't say I'm this and this because six months later you can be yeah. a totally different person. That's so true. Um, I personally, I mean, after every interview almost, mm. I mean, there have been a few where I thought that was a great interview, but it wasn't yeah. like amazing, but I'd say probably... 95% of the interviews yeah. I've done at the end I'm like this was it yeah. this was the best you know <laughs> this is so amazing <laughs> this is the one yeah and then I'll do the next one and I'll be like oh Same my thing. god <laughs> so um it's very hard for me to just say one yeah. um I have personally been interested because I want to know what's ahead so I've been yeah. interested in talking to the older women because yeah. I literally like I keep saying I don't know what's ahead you know I don't know how women deal with that stage of their life so for me it's very interesting um but I also love talking to the little ones you know the little kids (laughs) and the teenagers I just uh really connect with you know what they're going through and I'm like just remember all those feelings and everything feels so dramatic and just like do or die you know yeah. it's like if you don't it's do this your term. life will be ruined and yeah. I'm just like no <laughs> yes. and you kind of want to give them advice at the same time you know like no, yeah. no advice is going to help them at that yeah. stage they, have, they to just live it. have to live that mm. um, and you know interviewing friends some friends yeah. where you know they've told me stuff that I didn't know about them because yeah. they just didn't feel like sharing it with me in yeah. everyday life but in an interview they will share yeah um, so things have been revealed. So it's like way. a privilege. Like I feel the same way about interviewing yeah. amazing women. It's a privilege to learn a little bit about what made their journey. And, exactly, yeah. and to just give someone a few hours of yeah. of your time to sit and listen to their story. Yeah. And I think everyone just wants to be listened to. I think everyone's got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And life is so fast these days. And yeah. you know we constantly connected but they're just little like tiny little tidbits you know yeah. like doing this doing that hi hi yeah but we don't really now have like in the old days so you just go to someone's house and sit for a whole yeah. day and just sit and talk and yeah. you didn't care if someone was 
you know, texting you or this is happening. So we don't have that luxury of just sitting and going deep into our stories and into our experiences. Mm. And yet that's what I think really helps women. I think that kind of being surrounded by other women and friends um, and being able to share experiences Mm. I think is so powerful. And I think it helps give us perspective on our lives yeah. and it inspires us and it gives us support and I think it's so important yeah. so um, yeah. I just I want to make a film that kind of has that feeling where yeah. you just sit down with a girlfriend or a mom or whatever and just you just talk about stuff that's relevant yeah. that's um, you know life affirming but yeah. you know there's wisdom in, in yeah. sharing stories so oh definitely from other people's experiences we can learn so much yes wow so really it's a film I feel like it's all about connection mm. and for the audience but also the people you're interviewing as well yeah I'm sure they must discuss their connections throughout their life as yes. well yeah that must come up a lot too yeah yeah I mean women are just so connected yeah um you know it's just that's that's how we thrive yeah I agree I think that is our biggest strength when we support each other because that is how we thrive and when you have great women around you that uplift you that's when you're going to do your best exactly yeah exactly yeah and I had one lady who I interviewed who was saying um, you know if she if she was given an hour to live She's like, I know exactly all the girlfriends that I would see in that hour, (laughs) five-minute slots, you know. (laughs) So she's like, I think her husband was in there (laughs) as well. (laughs) But um, it was really cute. She's like, I know exactly, you know, like, these are the most life-affirming, supportive women in my life, and I'd want five minutes with each one just before I died. And, you know, she's like, I would just wither and die. I just love that quote she said to me. I would wither and die without my female friends. Wow. And she a just lucky woman that she has them. Yes, and she appreciates them exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, beautiful. Um, so when is your documentary coming out? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Do you have a? I know you're still working on it, but do you yes. have an intended date? I don't have a date. Um, I've taken it slow because yes. I just feel it's a project that needs to be treated organically, mm-hmm. and I think. Um, part of it is the women coming back and yeah. part of it is, you know, people just keep contacting me. Yeah. It's evolving as it goes. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's just got a life of its own. Yeah. So women are like, oh, I've heard of this. I'd love to be involved yeah. or, you know, someone will recommend someone else. And yeah. so I've barely been reaching out. People have been reaching out to me. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I want to just let that play itself out mm-hmm. and see where it will go. And okay. at the same time, I am... I'm looking at, you know, getting some funding so I can do some more um, shooting. So I want to do some cutaway sequences and things like that that I haven't done yet. Um, And I have plans for potentially making it, um, so the final product will be a film, but potentially because I have so much footage of turning it into like a series. So based on the age groups or Mm -hmm. maybe even based on themes. um, Maybe a website where women can like put clips yeah. and women can come and there can be resources for whatever if you have anorexia or if yeah. you're going through menopause or if you need oh, I love things like I that. Do a lot, yeah. So it's more of yeah. a community kind of space yeah. where people can come 
and share stories and also watch other women yeah. and um, so that's that's down the track. Yeah, yeah exciting. That <laughs> but, um, sounds really, really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it always just needs more money yeah. and time than, yeah, you know. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and then you've got to get on with normal work in between. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But um, I'm, I'm very confident exciting. that it will yeah. happen when the time is right. Yeah. At the moment, I'm, I've just have been taking it a little yeah. bit slowly. Do you think you'll just feel like once it's ready yes you just know okay yeah i think time. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very exciting it's good that you do that that you don't have that impatience and you know oh no i need it out yeah. by now but you're respecting it and letting it just be what it is yeah i i feel like you because um initially i did have that approach like mm. once i nutted down what i wanted to do yeah. i was very keen to just get it done because yeah. it was a great idea i was like pumped for it and yeah. uh, let's do it and let's yeah. shoot it and then I just realized, you know, some some things take time yeah. to develop. And I think the questions I was asking at the beginning, yeah. um, the insights that I now have after all these other interviews I bring into yeah. my other interviews, mm. so it all builds. And I think yeah. it helps the documentary be deeper and, and more profound than it would have been if I just shot yeah. it all in like, you know two months at the beginning yeah. and maybe had it all done but it wouldn't have had the depth yeah um yeah and so you do need time for that yeah <laughs> very well i'm very excited when it does come out yeah. <laughs> so she's got a website and all of that with it it sounds really really exciting yeah. um, but before i say bye <laughs> can i just ask you my last question yeah so if you could write a letter to your yesterday what do you think um, well, which age do you think you'd be writing to? Which younger self? And what main advice would you give yourself? Um, okay, so I my letter would probably be... I mean, for me, seven was an important age because we migrated here when I was seven. Um, so we left Pol- Communist Poland yeah. and we went through Austria for nine months. We waited for Australia wow. to accept us. Um, and then we came here. Um, Did you have family here? No, family? had no one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, so I think that was probably quite a definitive age, but maybe I was a little bit too young for this bit of advice. But I think mm-hmm. it goes back to what we were talking about um, and feeling that um, there's no kind of really right or wrong in life you know you can't really make huge mistakes I mean I'm sure you can at the extremes yeah. like <clears throat> you can always course correct in life yeah. and you know it's like that GPS woman if you don't take that <laughs> left turn she's gonna keep reminding you, you know? <laughs> <She'll be calculated. laughs> so, that's what that's happens so in true. life yeah. um, so don't be petrified mm. by things that might seem huge and mm. our mind makes things to be mm. so overwhelming and huge sometimes but in reality, mm. it's not so bad. You know, you just yeah. take that first step. So I would say, even if you don't know what you're doing, just mm. take a step, take a direction, and you will end up where you need to be, whether it's the longer way or the shorter way. Yeah. And don't stress so much about being right or wrong. Just mm. enjoy it because at every step you will learn things yeah. that you will need down the track. So I really don't believe that there's a wrong path yeah. or the wrong way to do things yeah. anymore I really believe that um, you know ev- everything gives us something every mm. encounter every experience yeah. um, 
you know, and it's just up to us to kind of see it that way, to see, yeah. to see what did that give me, what did that teach me, instead of mm-hmm. saying, oh, that was terrible, oh, I wish mm-hmm. I hadn't done that, because everything has given us something. Yeah. Um, and to just enjoy the journey. I think I was quite a serious child, and I was always like, you know, I felt like an adult when I was yeah. that age, and yeah. I was like... Um, I just say be more spontaneous and fun and just enjoy the journey and just yeah. love it. Just, yeah. you know. But you do now. I love that advice. That is really, really good advice. Mm. I love it. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. so much for talking to me. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Karen. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for listening to Letters to Our Yesterday. If you enjoyed this conversation and feel inspired to, please take a moment to rate and review or share it with someone you love. If you'd like to connect with me or find out more about this podcast and my book which shares the same name, please visit my website, karensepulveda.com. Thank you again. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more conversations with extraordinary women.